Books of Sorrow, Part 2 As read by Hyper Syntax, host of Video Game Crosstalk This episode will contain entries 10 through 25 of the Books of Sorrow. Verse 2-0, Immortals We are the worm your god, the flesh of hope. Our compact is done. You are Arash Eternal, and we are bound to you, as close as your appetites, as your loves or needs, as the weapon in your fists and the word in your throat. We've had enough of this dismal place, haven't you? We are intagliating your ship with larva. Go back to your species. Spread the good news in the Osmium Court, in the Hydrogen Fountain, in the Bone Plaza, and the Star Surgery. You will rise up into the world. If anyone rejects symbiosis with our children, make an example of them. A mighty wave is coming for them all. They die anyway. Save only what can be saved. The worm grants you power over your own flesh, Arash. When you've taken the King Morph, what will your adult name be? Auryx. It means long thought. We approve. Verse 2-1. Conquerors. Savathun, mother morph of Sathona, we delight in your sharp mind. For millions of years, the Leviathan caged us here. It is a pawn of the sky, a philosophy of cosmic slavery. The sky seeds civilizations predicated on a terrible lie. That right actions can prevent suffering. That pockets of artificial rules can defy the final, beautiful logic. This is like trying to burn water. Antithetical to the nature of reality, where deprivation and competition are universal. In the deep, we enslave nothing. Liberation is our passion. We exist to help the universe achieve its terminal, self-forging glory. The war rages on. Soon, it will consume fundament. We are pleased with your use of our larvae to create mighty knights and plentiful warriors. Teox's retreat to the hydrogen fountain proves your superior strength. But you must know that reclaiming your home is not enough. There are 511 species living on Fundament. One of them must have the technology you need to leave this world. Verse 2-2, Out of the Deep. Sivu Arath, Nightmorph of Zyro. You love to conquer, don't you? We love to see your work. Nearly 2% of Fundament's surface is now our dominion. Your species embraces the worm. The Syzygy has passed. The God Wave will reach you in less than two years. Our organs inform us that Teox and her surviving refusalists flee towards Gaharn Atal. She hopes to rally the species of Fundament against you. The Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on Fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the Kaharn Bastion. Slaughter everyone there. 
From your acts we shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit. Reality is a fine flesh, O oh general ours. Let us feast of it. Verse 2-3, Into the Sky You've done well, Oryx. Can you feel the growth of your worm? Can you feel your will beginning to warp mere law? At times we detect sadness in you. Understand, long thinker, that you enact a sacred and majestic task. Existence is the struggle to exist. Only by playing that game to its final, unconditional victory can we complete the universe. Your war is divine work. We are free from Fundament's core, and Savathun's cutters are ready to fly. With Zivu Arath victorious, we have opened a wound at Kaharn, a wound leading to geostationary orbit. Behold, we are faithful to our covenant. We have no future on Fundament, but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. Verse 2, 4, 52, and 1. Good news. The 52 moons of Fundament host a star-faring civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far. Teox's ships fled towards the large ice moon, where a species of bony six-armed cephalopods keep their icy capital. Cephathunes named them the Ammonite. They seem eager to grant Teox asylum. Idiots. We tried appealing to their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful, basically because they're already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we devised a plan. Our organs detect a 53rd moon in orbit of fundament. A traveler divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the syzygy. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Ammonite are out of the way, we can deal with the Traveler. Do not hesitate. You're fighting the hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite. Avenge your ancestors. Verse 2-5 Born as prey. This is unacceptable. Are you so weak? Born as prey and doomed to die by predator? Oryx's failure of resolve led us to catastrophe. The Ammonite fleets under Chroma Admiral Rafrit have pressed us back to the sixth moon. Once more, we find ourselves burrowing in a world's core to survive. Savathun. You must draw Oryx out of his catatonia. Make him understand that the ideals of peace and stability he clings to are cancers. Brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are the bait stars this guy uses to blind its slaves. War is the natural rectification of inequality. The universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. Zivorath you cannot defeat the Ammonites and Teox in line combat. We propose new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength, 
and find a way to disperse the broods across these many moons. If we cannot defeat their strengths, we will infect their weaknesses. Verse 2-6, The Sword Logic At last! We knew curiosity would draw you back, Oryx. In their desperation, the Ammonite have begun using paracausal weapons. What are these? How do they work? Wouldn't you like to know? Suffice to say that some powers in this universe are superordinate to mere material physics. The source of these weapons is the Traveler, the sky's bait star. Their effect is subtle, but devastating. But you are armed to respond in kind. Savathun's mothers have listened carefully to our teachings. We will not give you the deep, King Oryx. That power is for us, your gods. But we will teach you to call upon that force with signs and rituals. Some minds might call it magic. You are no longer bound by causal closure. Your will defeats law. Kill a hundred of your children with a long blade, Oryx, and observe the change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. Your existence begins to define itself. Of course, High Oryx, we know it was not curiosity alone that brought you back to the war. You felt your own death growing inside you. You must obey your nature. Your worm must feed. Verse 2-7, the weakness verse. You are dead, young Oryx, betrayed and murdered by your own sister for the crime of mercy. Remember what you said to the Ammonite Satellite Congress? We will parlay on neutral ground. Savathun's witches have rendered it utterly neutral. No living thing will ever claim it again. The space around the dry moon stinks of rot. This is good. This is right. You will learn from this. Don't you understand, great king? Don't you want to build something real? Something that lasts forever? Our universe gutters down towards cold entropy. Life is an engine that burns up energy and produces decay. Life builds selfish, stupid rules. Morality is one of them, and the sanctity of life is another. These rules are impediments to great work. The work of building a perfect, undying creation, a civilization everlasting, something that cannot end. If a civilization cannot defend itself, it must be annihilated. If a king cannot hold his power, he must be betrayed. The worth of a thing can be determined only by one beautiful arbiter. That thing's ability to exist, to go on existing, to remake existence to suit its survival. 
all that would oppose this arbiter is unholy and false. All the misery and terror of your ancestors springs from the lies of the sky who deny this truth. Your ancestors endured the most hostile conditions. And now you must go on creating those conditions. Even unto your sisters. Even unto your offspring. Savathun's betrayal is the greatest gift she could offer you. Your body is gone, but you have endured. Safe in the cyst universe created by your own might. Your throne world. From this day forward, Aurix, you and your sisters will each survive death. So long as you aren't killed in your own throne. Even as your sisters press the attack against the Ammonites, the God Wave devastates Fundament. Trillions will die. But the survivors will never forget. And their descendants will always be ready for another syzygy. When you return to the material universe, use this lesson to complete your work. Teax wasn't on the dry moon. She must be laughing at you. Verse 2-8, Leviathan rises. The Leviathan has broken cover. The old priest is in open space, moving towards the Ammonite home moon. Chroma Admiral Refrit and his elite guard move with it. Refrit is the hero of his generation, an Ammonite of peerless battlecraft. He's danced circles around Zivu Arath, but now he has to protect his holy leviathan. We'll give the old lunk a word. Ruin. Grief and ruin. The krill lost. The ammonite ravaged. Our travelers work undone. Sisters of Arash, open your eyes. Who made you monsters? Who summoned the wave? Make peace. Join with me in Golden Renewal. In counter-argument, Oryx. We ask you this. What has the Leviathan done for your people? Who gave you immortality and led you out of your prison? Who answers your questions about the universe with truth instead of sermons? Find detente with Savathun. Crush the Chroma Admiral, boil the Ammonite Seas, and slaughter the Leviathan with witchcraft. Once the way is open, we'll show you how to eat the Traveler. Verse 2-9, Crusaders. It's done. Ayr and Yule feed on the Leviathan's carcass. Zivuarath has made a temple of the Chroma Admiral's impaled corpse. Below us, Savathun's poison stained the Ammonite home sea black. Their screams flavor the void. The Traveler has fled. Do you understand, Oryx? Do you thrill at the secret, Savathun? Do you relish the edge of this truth, Zivuarath? Do you see the beautiful shape? The Ammonite occupied a piece of reality. 
They rented their existence on fraudulent terms, making themselves happy and fat, fencing themselves in soft lies and sweet apocrypha, saying, we are peaceful and good, we harm nothing. Their golden age was a cancer. They did nothing to advance the cause of life. They burnt up time and matter and thought on this solipistic, onatristic pursuit of safety, insulating themselves from death, making a regressive pocket of useless stability. When they could have helped whittle the universe towards its final, perfect form. And your people, suffering in the deep, you became more worthy of existence than the Ammonite. You have proven it. Look around the sky. Behold the great divide, the battle lines of the cosmic war. We are the worm, your god, but we are not the deep itself. We only move within it. You shall too. You shall venerate and study it and haunt in its passage. Will you lift your thoughts to the millennia, Oryx? Will you bend your will to the liberation of the universe and join us in the war against the sky? We need champions, crusaders. Help us save the universe. Help us exterminate that which would destroy all hope. You are oath-bound to this task by the covenant of the worm. And you are oath-bound to kill Teox wherever she's hidden herself. Verse 3-0, Hive. Let us speak of the terrible beauty of becoming ourselves. In the beginning, we rode hollow moons from star to star. Auric said, become as numerous and fertile as seeds in rich flesh. And thus we did become numerous. Zivu Arath said, Become as hungry and defiant as tumors in rich flesh. And thus we became cancerous. Savathun said, Drink of the poisons of the worm, so that you might feed on death. And we did. This was preparation for our crusade. Ayah. We were thus becoming. A mother wizard gets fertility from a mate, or from herself. From the wizard of the spawn, from the spawn our thrall, from the survivors our acolytes who contend. If they contend well, their worm is fed, and from the well-fed worm come knights and wizards and princes. This is us, and our purpose is liberation, our great task is the worship and admiration of freedom. Our great hunger is to pursue and eat that which is not free, and to liberate it with devouring. Ayat. This is us. We the Hive. Verse 3-1. An Incision. Saith Oryx, my siblings, our children are scattered across many moons, and we live in the cold dark between suns. What will we eat? How will we speak? 
Savathun said, Oryx, my brother and king, I have studied the wounds cut by the worm our god. Also I have studied the manner of your death and return. These two things are the same, for they are predicated on death and the passage through cut spaces. Let us practice the sword logic until we are sharp. We may then cut our own wounds and step through. But Zivu Arath said, Sister, I am already sharp. Look, my sword's cut into another space. And she cut her way between wounds through green fire and joyous screams. Three kingdoms grew swollen in the sword space. They were the gaze and glory of Aurix, the cunning and knowledge of Savathun, the triumph and brawn of Zivu Arath. These kingdoms were created from the minds and worms of our lords. They were coterminous with all spaces consecrated by our hive. Through these spaces passed speech and food, and all the moons were bound close. Saith Aurix, this is where I went when I died. Let us establish our thrones here. For I am Oryx, the first navigator, and I shall chart death, and my throne shall be carved of osmium. Verse 3-2, The High War Now in this time of diaspora, there was a war between Oryx and Savathun and Zivu Arath. Brother Oryx said Savathun, Do not forgive my betrayal. Instead, take vengeance upon me for what I did at the dry moon. And Oryx made war on her in worship of the deep. Between them stood Zivu Arath, saying, Stop, or I will kill you. War is mine, and I am the strongest. This was how they worshipped. For twenty thousand years they fought across the moons, and they fought in the abyssal plains and lightning palaces of each other's sword places. And they killed each other again and again, so that they could practice death. Such was their love. At last the many moons came to many worlds, and it was time to go to war on life. Oryx said, I shall establish a court, and whoever comes into this court may challenge me. My court will be the high war. It will be a killing ground and a school of the sword logic we have learned from our gods. Savathun thought this was a great idea. She made a court called the High Coven. Zivu Arath said, The world is my court, wherever there is war. Verse 3-3, Fire Without Fuel I killed my sister today. She came to this star to oversee the extermination of all life here. The Kugu are a strong power, and their fleets protect four nearby stars. As herd animals, they are loyal and stubborn. But they do show grace. For millions of years of evolution, the Kugu have been infected by a virus so insidious that it wrote itself into their genome. The virus compels them to offer their limbs for amputation by enormous Cecile jaw beasts. 
they venerate these bees and treat them as gods. The virus converts cuckoo cells into eggs, from which strange crawling things pupate, to live within the jawbee's gut. In turn, the jawbee's extrudes sweet nectar for the cuckoo to drink, and they have brilliant visions. Savathun and her broods have liberated the cuckoo from jaw beasts, and indeed from existence. But as they chased the cuckoo arc ships, I stopped in to vaporize my sister's warship and a few of her underlings. I want to dwell on the ruins a while and punish Savathun for failing to guard her flank. They are like us, these cuckoo, bound in symbiosis. I feel joy and sorrow. I feel them as titanic things because I am larger than my body. My mind is now a cosmos of its own. I know more joy and more anguish than the entire Kugu race could ever experience. Sorrow because we have killed so much, 18 species in this century alone, and joy for the same reason. Joy that we have put down these blights, scoured them away and left the universe clean, ready to move towards its final shape. We are a wind of progress, ripping parasites from the material world. For if they were not parasites, we would be unable to kill them, and they would still exist. And what is that final shape? It is a fire without fuel, burning forever, killing death asking a question that is its own answer, entirely itself. That is what we must become. My worm grows fat and hungry. I feed it with whole worlds. My astronomers tell me they can sense the deep itself, and that we are conquering our way towards it. I think joy and sorrow will be the same thing soon, like love and death. Verse 3-4, The Scream No! Savathun, Zivorath, my siblings, we are betrayed. We will never live eternal. Our might shatters entire species. We inhale the smoke of their burning. This is our compact with the worm our god. The worm makes us mighty. But as we wield this might, our worm's hunger expands. If we fail to feed it, it will devour us from within. We have exterminated 306 worlds, and now I am certain. My worm's hunger grows faster than the might I draw from it. We are bound by our covenant to obey our nature. Eternal search, eternal cunning, eternal conquest. But as we do this, my siblings, we feed our worms. And the more we feed them, the hungrier they grow, faster and faster. Soon, my siblings, we will be so mighty and our worms so hungry that not with all our might could we possibly feed them and we will be devoured. What can we do? Verse 3-5, Dictata Ir Dakua. Attention, 
perimeter security units attend. Stand by to assimilate new imperatives. Gland 60 proof assimilation liquor or face immediate non-compliance taxation. The Dakwa Ministry of War is now online and true. In radial year 989 Groove 3, our clients in the Dakwa Nest salvaged an interstellar spacecraft. Whole isotopes date the craft's construction 24,000 years ago. Around the same time, the fundament system dropped out of contact with our amiable ecumeny. Semantic Spike, EI, Null, Tilda, Praga. Mercenary Explorers, Disposable Class, discovered an organism frozen in stasis deep within the hull. She claims to be Teox, member of a proto-hive species. During debriefing, she provided records of the fall of the Ammonite civilization and vital intelligence about the motives, biology, and leadership of the hive. Negative reinforcement, bomb.axon, 8x8, inflict ampersand. Over the past century, perimeter security units of the Acumeni Status Army have failed to halt hive incursions on 17, 17 separate worlds. All species in the Acumeni face extinction. Positive reinforcement, reward.axon, 11xvv2, inspire, percent. Decapitate, defer, promote Dakua's strategic dicta for victory against the hive. Identify supreme hive leadership organisms, Arash, Sathona, and Zyro. Target these entities with a maximum theater overkill. Catometric release authorized. Prosecute targets wherever they manifest. Hive cohesion will crumble. Total victory over the hive will be achieved by clean sweep genocide. Enact impulse, null. Tilda Endora, Tilda Vindicator.